The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, and happy Memorial Day weekend. Let's throw that out there. It's a long weekend, which means we've got a long weekend of racing ahead of us, and to make Memorial Day even more juicier, we've got a mandatory payout of the Santa Anita Pick 6 on Monday. Uh, So please, uh, I'm going to get this out on Sunday. Uh, If you listen to this on Sunday and the racing is going on, don't be a dick and hit the jackpot pick six. Uh, leave it for everyone else to bet into the mandatory pool. Uh, that is my humble request of you, uh, you sharps out there. So this is a tough card. This is a very tough card. You got two graded stakes, bookending uh, a bunch of maiden races. And when I am in a, a handicapping pickle with West Coast horses, I bring in one man and one man in particular. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in from Burbank. Ryder Dave Burnett. Well, hello, hello, hello. This guy, this this is uh for just so in case you know you're not aware, this is probably one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Uh my boy Ryder Dave. Um Dave man, how's it going? Are you looking forward to uh this uh, Mando card? I am, it's really good. It's a good card. Uh I'm gonna be a little bit boring because I think it bookends with some pretty heavy favorites that I unfortunately landed on. Okay. Um, so we're gonna have to find some value in the middle section uh which shouldn't be hard there's a horse in the second race who's a heavy favorite that i'm excited to beat so i think there's some value here the one one thing that's great about Ryder dave is one he pretty consistently hits the these mandatory payout days uh the other thing that's great is he man usually does it on about 14 dollars worth of ticket (laughs) which is truly impressive uh he's why it's why he's my west coast guru so dave the last time uh we hung out together. We had to worry about a man's well-being shortly after the uh, the Breeders' Cup. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do indeed. That poor, I'm guessing he was German or perhaps Austrian. I So when I recreate this in my mind, uh, his voice is turned into, into Vorder Herzog's voice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Dave, Dave and I, uh, I don't want to brag, but I had some super exclusive passes for the, for the Breeders' Cup. I had to make sure to get Dave, uh, down to Del Mar with me and we're, we're hanging out in the, like the little balcony thing and a man who, like I said, in my mind, sounds like, like Werner Herzog, uh, approaches us. And this is shortly after Nick's go has, uh, just wired the field in the classic and, uh, he puts his arm around one of us i don't remember which it was a really uh really familiar touch i will say that i think it was me um and he says something along the lines of gentlemen i what i had to pick three alive to essential quality and i would have won ten thousand dollars and then 
we're like, oh man, that's rough. And then he just kind of walks off in silence and uh, we're on the drive home and it hits a lull in the conversation. And I just look at Dave and I'm like, so he's dead now, right? (laughs) 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 I can't imagine uh, being alive to that much. Well, I can't imagine being alive to that much money. I've been alive to that much money, but uh, yeah, just the, the, dejection and overall germanness in his voice made me made me worry for his well-being i really wanted to tell him that he probably shouldn't have put that much money on a three-year-old in the breeders cup classic it's it's just not a good bet I yeah it was less less of a teachable moment than i thought uh, i wanted to run after him and instruct him that maybe next year you don't you don't shoot for three-year-olds in the bc classic D- dave if he if you had done that i'm afraid that i i could have gotten out my phone and just filmed some good quality snuff content after that <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go ahead. Let's get into the sequence. So, Dave, all right, you've you're not originally a West Coaster. You've been out there for some time playing the West Coast ponies. How did you get into horse racing? And uh, tell me, tell me all about your love of Santa Anita. So it's interesting. I love the aspect of horse racing uh, that each race is a puzzle to me. Each race has an answer, and if you spend enough time thinking of it, you will arrive at the answer uh, at some point in your handicap, and you will come up with the winning solution. It's a matter of figuring out when in your handicapping you did come up with that solution because you're going to envision every possible permutation. And then when the morning lines come out and you look and see who the favorites are, uh, you know, figuring out the value, figuring out if, if you think that horse is going to win eight out of 10 times, who might beat that horse and at what price? And when are you willing to take a stand against your own opinion? Uh, Chase, as you mentioned, I, I love sort of skinny tickets. I love betting pick fours and pick fives using as few horses as possible. That's my kind of game within a game. Um, Sort of what I I guess I'm known for is putting together these really elegant, tiny little tickets that, that take a stand. Um, I spend, I I get made fun of, but I spend two or three days on each card. Um, I watch every replay. I watch every workout. Um, You know, I love drilling down. I love the homework. And I love trying to figure out like, you know, oh, this horse is unstoppable on paper, but with enough pace pressure right at the end, they usually tail off. And so I'm going to bet that that happens again. It looks like, you know, there's a couple of horses that might run to the front with them. So let's take a shot. Um, and so I post these tickets that are that are really, really slim and and sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't. But it's that's the fun for me is trying to to figure out the puzzle and then put my money where my, where my brain landed. And when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I get mad at myself because of course I had seen other possibilities, but it's the most rewarding for me when I come up with a really trim little pick five, pick six, and it, it ends up paying off. There's some sort of validation to getting just a little bit mad whenever you, you don't hit a sequence and then you go <laughs> back and you look at the horse that beat you and you're like, yep. Yep. A hundred times out of a hundred, I would never have picked that horse, you know? is the nature of the beast let's go ahead let's get into this card we're starting off with one of the grade ones we mentioned the grade one shoemaker mile on the turf man uh so there's a horse in here that was installed as the money line as the morning line favorite uh the five smooth like straight the four to five favorite with flopping proud up for mike mccarthy uh i I feel like this is a, a race where either you are singling the chalk or you are spreading out to try to try to beat it. What, what did you see here? So unfortunately I landed on the favorite on this one. I didn't want to right, right away when you open the past performances, you see smooth, like straight. So you know, who's going to the front. 
this horse has one run style and that's get to the front and play come and get me. Um, and since this race last year, since the Shoemaker Mile last year, that hasn't worked out for Smooth Like Straight. You scan down the past performances and every single running line, <clears throat> you know, the horse is in first place. And then right at the end, it gets nipped at the wire. Um, and so immediately you think, oh, OK, this horse is going to take some money. He always does. He's flashy. Everybody likes a horse that, you know, makes the front. Uh, it's got Pratt riding him. Pratt's back. He had moved to the East Coast to do the New York circuit. Um, this is the leading turf jockey out here in SoCal. He was winning upwards of 40% of the turf races out here and then decided to move back to for Belmont and Saratoga in the spring and summer. But he's back uh, for Monday, which is exciting. So all of a sudden you have all of these, you know, bells and whistles, um, but he hasn't been winning. But the question is, who's going to beat him in this race? Uh, he's going to take a lot of money. That's great. You want to play against him. That's great. He has a run style that hasn't been working. Great. It looks like everything you, you know, you want to try to beat a, a heavy favorite, but who's going to beat him in this race? So you, you know, I look obviously at master of Foxhounds and count again as the sort of two obvious, obvious rivals. Um, the problem is count again has raced against smooth, like straight in six races in four different tracks at this distance at other distances. And he's never, ever passed them ever six races. So yeah, he picks up Irad. That's great. It's great that Irad's coming out to race here. It's exciting. Um, D'Amato's on fire as a trainer, but uh, how many times do you want to give this guy an opportunity to pass smooth legs? He just can't. You think, oh, maybe he wants to go longer. Well, they've raced longer. They've raced it a mile and an eighth and he hasn't passed him. So if that's the best that the field has to offer, who's going to beat him? I, so I actually, I've found my horse, I think is going to beat smooth, like straight. I'm going to, I'm going to omit smooth, like straight from the first leg. So I'm, I'm do or die here pretty much. Give me the six restrained vengeance for Val Brinkerhoff with Maldonado up adding the blinks. I think adding the blinks is going to be big time that uh, it's going to put him a little bit closer to the pace. And I actually, I could see a world where smooth, like straight and master of Foxhounds uh, maybe even Haywood's Beach, both or all three of them go, and this ends up a little bit of a of a hotter pace than they expect. As you mentioned, kind of smooth like straight's been on, you know, out of form a little bit. Um, for pick six purposes, I probably use two off pace horses because I do think it gets a little bit hotter pace wise, and I, I use the one of the horses you mentioned, of course, count again. Uh, but then, yeah, I really like Restrained Vengeance. That's actually going to be a win bet for me, I believe. It's a good pick. I, I, I like him, too. I, I do want to point out one thing that I've never actually seen before. I use Brisnet for my handicapping, mm. and they have this proprietary figure they call the prime power figure, which is where you know they take all the different metrics that one can measure, um, pace, class, distance, everything. And they feed it into some mysterious algorithm and it spits out this thing, this sort of single number called the prime power. I don't usually spend a whole lot of time paying attention to that. Um, they claim that with a six point advantage, the prime power, you know, with six points, uh, you're going to win 46% of the time. And it goes up from there. In this particular race, Smooth Like Straight has a prime power number higher than I think I've ever seen before of 172.6, which is just the next race. For example, race two, the highest number is 119, which is pretty standard. 
So 172.6, which is, I mean, it's just the moon as far as these things go. The next highest is count again with uh, about a 167. So that's, you know, five or six points, um, which is a significant difference. And then the next one after that is Master of Foxhounds with uh, 11 points behind that at 155. So from 172 to 155 in third place. And then your horse is fourth place with 143. So you're talking 30 or 40 points difference in this prime power number. Now, again, I don't know. I mean, this is just, <laughs> you can pick and choose your own angles. I've never seen a disparity like that. See, what I, I, I don't think they account into the prime power that Restrained Vengeance uh, leads the league in smiles and uh, <laughs> has a high PPR pizzazz per race uh, that, that that I don't think they're factoring into that that algorithm. That's a good point. They're, they're I mean, you can catch good angles like that in the prime power. So, all right. If you believe in it, look, my big knock on restrained is you look at the past performances and these distances and surfaces are all over the map. They have right. no idea what to do with this horse. You have this is true. Dirt miles, turf miles, dirt, you know, going one in an eighth turf one. in like, and there's no real pattern to it. It's just all over the place. So yeah, it's great that he's coming in third in the form cycle. That's strong. You know, he's he's got competitive speed figures. He's a great closer. But this isn't, I don't know, this isn't a turf miler. They've tried running this horse. And, you know, he's he's three for 16 at the distance against considerably weaker horses than, than Smooth Like Straight, who, you know, again, just making a case for the favorite. The horses that, that, that Smooth Like Straight has lost to, you know, you look at Mo, Mo Forza, who is dominant at a turf mile. You look at Space Blues, yep. who on in Europe and in America was just unstoppable before he retired. I, you know, it's sort of forgivable that this horse gets passed at the wire when he's losing to the to the world's best turf milers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm seeing Cheryl Spate last out, uh, really? which was, I mean, wasn't a winner, but was a very heavily considered horse in its last race uh, at uh, Churchill Downs for me. All yeah. right, so Dave, leaning into the chalk, smooth it's like so straight. Boring. I know, is it's it, so boring. Is, is it a single? Is it a straight-up single? So, admittedly, I'm going to play a couple of tickets. I'm going to use smooth like straight as a single in the majority of my tickets. But there's nothing more, there's no greater gut punch than getting knocked out of a rainbow mandatory on the first yeah. leg. So, admittedly, I'm going to play a small ticket using everybody else. Um and then going really, really slim on the remaining races in case I'm right everywhere else except this one. The good news is with the with the size of your tickets, typically, if you're out the first leg, the most you're really out is like a combo meal at Wendy's. <laughs> like you're out, you're out one Baconator combo. All right. So moving on to leg two, race my favorite, six. My favorite. Your favorite. Okay. Uh, so the way that they constructed this card, uh, the French have a very specific word for it. I believe it's called Le Dick Move uh, because they start off with the grade one and then they slap three maiden races back to back to back. And Calbreds, Calbreds yeah. at that, which are notoriously unpredictable. Yes, yes. So race six, six and a half furlongs, a Calbred maiden claimer, $50,000. This is a interesting race i am actually looking at another price here in this one but i'm really interested to see what uh what rider dave has to say about this one all right so i handicap without morning lines i download mm -hmm. the briz pps as soon as they're available um mm -hmm. print them out 
and then I do all my handicapping without without understanding who I'm betting against. But when I saw Warren's Queen Bee, I knew this was going to be the morning line favorite. And then when the morning lines came out and this horse was eight to five, I just I started laughing. It's hilarious to me. This horse has raced nine times, hasn't ever won, gone three times at this level. So again, similar, hasn't won. And, you know, they installed this horse at an eight to five. Look, John White is amazing at what he does with these morning lines. And I'm happy that he put this horse at eight to five. I don't happen to think this horse is going to go off as the favorite necessarily. I think uh, the betting public at Santa Anita is pretty sharp. And I think they might land on someone else as you and I both did. Um, but I, I love it. I love that this horse is eight to five. This is a huge target. And again, it, look, if Warren's Queen Bee suddenly figures out what horse racing is and decides to win for once, then yeah, I'll lose. And that's okay. But these are the kind of races that you want to target. Calbreds, totally unpredictable maiden 50s great let's let's find some value here i'm going to play against the three horse warren's queen bee all day long yeah i i agree uh, and i've got my eye actually on uh, a horse that you know i i had the the money uh, the uh, morning lines i managed to just i don't know like uh i might have like a a floating like blind spot in my left eye because I managed to manage to tune it out somehow <laughs> like I didn't even see it and so I was actually really surprised to see the seven mix and match 15 to one mm -hmm. uh you've got uh bug girl jock up Emily Ellingwood so getting a massive wake break down to 111 uh with the weight carried Luis Mendez only a seven percent trainer but if you look at the trainer angles uh he's a 19 percent trainer 46 to 90 days away uh in maiden claimings he's an 18% trainer and also worth noting it's only nine cents but it's still a positive ROI for the uh the horses coming off of the long layoff uh I, I love this horse to maybe get a little bit closer to the pace and just looking through the past performances what can this horse possibly do with a clean trip uh because the the horse is still yet to get out of the gate clean uh, I, I don't see any gate workouts, but I still, I kind of like the, the big improvement last time. Plus the weight break. I'm a sucker for weight breaks. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a desire to be slimmer. Uh, but yeah, uh, this could easily be a race where I could see throwing in like five to six horses into your ticket. Uh, not what I'm going to do. Uh, I I'm definitely going to use a horse like, uh, mix and match. Uh, and I also really like, uh, Miss Bailey, uh, for, uh, for, uh, Brian Coroner with, uh, uh, Umberto Rispoli up. Uh, the one last thing I will say about mix and match before I let Dave chime in on his picks is I uh, really like that the horse is dropping out of open bread competition back into state bread competition uh, and that the horse had, you know, took a step forward in that race. So Dave, who, who are you going with here? I, I'm definitely dropping a win bet on mix and match and using it in my tickets. That's a great pick. And Emily, her style seems to be to send um, she lets the horse take her as far as it can. And in these kinds of races, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is a dirt sprint at Santa Anita. You're going to look for early speed. So yeah, the weight break is great. Um, I, I also landed on Miss Bailey as one of my top two picks, the six horse at four to one, the morning line. Um, man, I love that this is a four-year-old facing three-year-olds. Mm -hmm. I think that's an enormous angle. Yep. Um, the horse is far more matured, far, you know, grown. Uh, the, the gate works coming into this are eye popping. This horse is ready to run. You have a 58 flat gate work going five furlongs, a couple back. Um, man, I, 
everything about this horse says is this horse is ready to go. The last race, um, as Miss Bailey was rounding into the into the turn, sh she got shuffled back a little bit, um, but she was making a move that was a winning move and just could never really recover from that. But that was the first race back from a year off, a year plus. And so second race, I think, I mean, this, in my opinion, this horse is either going to go off at nine to five or, you know, five to two or something lower, way lower than four to one. I think Warren's is going to slide up a little bit. I think she's going to get ignored a little bit at the window in favor of Miss Bailey, who I think might go off as the, as the actual chalk of this race and deservedly. So this horse has every right to win this thing. Um, the other horse I landed on, and this is really just sort of a, a hunch play is the four horse baby Kristen at 20 to one. Um, and it'll probably go higher than that. I'm guessing it'll get more like 30 to one, uh, when the gates open, you mean with or, jockeying royalty, Harvey Barrington, that this horse might go up, go up great, in price, the great inestimable Harvey Barrington, <laughs> who I've never heard of what he did uh, as, as the, the attorney general for Gotham, <laughs> uh, really, really, you know, you got to respect, he's a true American. Well, to switch careers, you know, after, after so much success in law. And That's right. Jockey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who this guy is. And the trainer is also, I think he runs up at Golden Gate. Um, but look. With vaunted sire Cat Burglar. Cat Burglar. <laughs> who you can rent for birthday parties, I think. So, uh, yeah, the, the thing that draws me to this horse is every other horse has been proven a loser and mostly repeated losers. This is a great angle. I actually love this angle. The uh, you're the only one I definitively don't know sucks. Angle. Yeah. Yeah. And you got some great works coming in. I think for Angelo Tecos Jr. to bring this horse here again, switching from turf to dirt. I mean, I don't, there's enough question marks here that I'm like, I had 20 to one. Hall Absolutely. of Famer Angelo Tecos <laughs> Jr. Jr. You're thinking, oh, sorry. Angelo okay. Tecos this, okay. All Jr. right. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. I have no idea who the connections are. And that's okay in a race like this because this is the kind of race that's going to blow up the tote. You're going to knock most of the people out of the pick six if you're right. And when you're bookending with favorites like I am, hey, let's find some value. Let's find some big question marks and think uh, it was worth a, worth a swing on that one. So you're seven horse at 15 to one, my four horse at 20 to one. I'm going to include a couple others that I think might outrun their odds. And if we're wrong, Hey, that's the game. But these are the kind of races where you really want to tee off and you really want to try to find some, some horses that other people just don't see. Completely agree. I mean, you can use those two heavy favorites as, as free squares if you want and turn this thing into a pick four with some, some bombs in, in between. So right. I, I definitely like that angle. Yeah. We got to pay some bills at the Notorious OTB. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after these ad reads when me and Ryder Dave take a look at some more races in this late pick six at, well, the only pick six at Santa Anita. And it's a mandatory, damn it. We'll be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a 3-plus leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. The match is coming to the win, and you can bet on it at WinBet. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, minus 200, Josh 
Allen, Patrick Mahomes, plus 165. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over and under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, point totals in basketball or hit totals in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. It's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. We're two legs down into this uh, mandatory pick six at Santa Anita. That's on Monday, the Memorial Day holiday. Let's go ahead and uh, let me throw this out here and make sure everyone knows. Uh, post time uh, for this is going to be 618 Eastern time uh which is 518 my time and then i don't know sometime on tuesday i think on in dave's time i don't i'm bad i'm bad with how time zones work you can you can ask no one said there would be math involved pass um (laughs) so moving on we got race seven it's a mile on the turf like the shoemaker mile except this is for losers a ten thousand sorry hundred thousand dollar maiden claimer um I know my birthday is passed, but if anyone would like to get me a birthday present, feel free to claim me a hundred thousand dollar horse that's never won ever, because uh, that feels like the ideal gift for the man who has it all. So let's take a look. This is a this is a t- another tough little race um, where I could see this being a little bit more predictable, but I could also see this just absolutely putting Tiger Bomb on this sequence nuts. I don't know what to make of it. That's why I brought Dave in. Dave, tell me what to make of this race. Oh, yeah. So uh, strangely, there's four horses in here that are doing the exact same thing, which four of them raced on April 8th and four of them raced going a mile and an eighth on the turf on April 8th. Uh, There were two separate races, two and two. And now they're all coming back tomorrow to drop into a turf mile. It's a kind of a weird move. And it's super weird that there's four of them doing it. The running lines on this are all over the place. It's difficult to figure out the pace setup on this particular one. Um, usually there's kind of definitive speed and then a couple of pressers. These horses are just all over the map. And yeah. so it's a bit of a puzzle, this one. Um, I, uh, man, I don't know. I'm going to go. <laughs> that, that's exactly the, that. Yes. You just came up with the perfect theme noise for this race, which is, ah, eh. Yeah, so I landed on the two, four, and the eight. Uh, the two is Isolo Mia, uh, which I think is the horse that's going to get the early lead. I think they're taking the blinkers off, which is an angle that I really like and have found profitable. And uh, Trainer McCarthy has a 26% strike rate with it. So that's something you can lean on. Um, I, I'm guessing that horse gets the lead. Hernandez, who's riding, has a really 
nice ROI um, in races like this. But, you know, the horse is never won, so who knows on that? Uh, so blinkers off, top power rating should make the front. Uh, yeah, it's worth including on your ticket. The four exit souls, another McCarthy horse, um, eh, it's sort of identical to the two, except he's adding blinks instead of taking them off, uh, you know. It's weird. It's very weird. Uh, you have those two McCarthy horses that both appear to want the front. One, you're adding bleaks. One, you're taking off. I'm reeling the weed with these McCarthy. Reel the weeds yeah. with these McCarthys. I think he might be too, which is why he's doing all these equipment changes. Let's just see what works. Um, and beyond that, the eight, Sunny Morning, is again, the only four-year-old facing three-year-olds, which if you haven't used that angle before, I highly, highly recommend you start paying attention to it because they really do make a jump in maturity and size and some horses make an enormous improvement at four and some don't um so watch it both ways if you see a horse isn't moving up as a four-year-old you can start to to fade their three-year-old form because they don't have it anymore um but this one uh, you know it has a pretty good closing kick and and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> depending on what happens with the front i mean maybe they all go for the front. We, we legitimately don't know so this is a horse that i'm going to use it's 0 for 10, but it's nearly one against tougher, like much tougher on multiple occasions. And so that drop to this level and this distance, if Rispoli can keep the horse maybe a little bit closer than last time, uh, it's right there. Really, really could come zooming up at the end. So 2, 4, 8 for me is my A's, and then 1 and 6 is my B's. Um, I'm curious. I, yeah, yeah I... I I'm right with you. I'm with you on the, on the A's. Uh, I, I 100%, I think that those are the horses that you have to use for the one, for one reason being, um, uh, I'm going to say, I got the phrasing for this from, uh, another, uh, discord horse guy, uh, sweet, sassy, John Massey, uh, who always preaches to me that the horses that you want in these maiden races are the horses that are going to dare the other ones to pass them in the stretch and it's just because passing is so hard to do so i think that you have to use both of those mccarthy horses because both have the possibility of just being hard sent straight out of the gate going for the lead with that being said if i'm saying that both of those definitely have to go then i have to think to myself that there's definitely a chance that this thing could melt and when i look at sunny morning i see one of the only horses that has a history of passing other horses and i think that that you pretty much just have to use it based on that you know solely uh you know it's your take it's kind of a, a boring spread uh because you're taking what the morning line choice the second choice the third choice here uh it probably pretty close to what they go off uh go off at you know out of the gate maybe not specifically you know in that order but i think you probably have your first three choices there but I think it's probably one of your first three choices that actually wins this race. But this is such a weird, weird race. It's probably, if one of those three horses don't win, this thing is going to pay a million dollars. I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm just, I'm, I'm exaggerating to a million. Or at least $2,000, which, At you know. least. Yeah, I think Sunday morning goes off as the favorite. Um, I'm actually scared that it's going to go off as like an eight to five or, you know, seven to five favorite. Cause I think if you look two back, the horse ran a mile, it got in major trouble against much, much tougher and just lost at the, I mean, if that horse wasn't 12 lengths back, it was a winning race. This horse wouldn't be a maiden anymore. So to me, that's the most obvious horse. Just stay out. You know, Rispoli just has to stay outside and let all the other horses do whatever they're going to do. And then come zooming up. Um, 
most logical winner for me out of out of the whole field. Uh, so but, that beg, begs an interesting question, which is, okay, if we think that the horse goes off at eight to five, this is one that I absolutely includes my, include in my tickets, but it's one that I absolutely would not touch with a win bet at that price. Um, and a lot of it is just the horse, one, the horse has hit double digit races uh, without winning, which usually after you go 10 and don't win, you're dead to me. It's kind of my, my rule of thumb. And then the horse kind of just has a little bit of chronic hanger on it, which don't get me wrong. If that price flights floats up anywhere north of three to one, then it's 100% worth a worth a win bet. But it's just kind of a, you know, always be watching your pools. That's where you kind of discern, discern value and discern, you know, what's great for single, single race betting. However, for this uh, horizontal wagering, like we're doing a horse is a definite use. All right. Yep. The la- last of the maiden gauntlet. Race six. We're going six furlongs. It's a $67,000 maiden special weight. Race eight. Woo. You're right. Race eight. Um, <laughs> I have number dyslexia. Okay. That's not true, but uh, it sounded like a good excuse. So six furlongs. Race eight. Going. Go, see. Another tough one. I'm all I'm out of sorts now because I just realized that I can't tell the difference between numbers. <laughs> and that might make adult life a little bit difficult. Uh, while I gather myself, Dave, go ahead. Tell me, what do you think of yet another really tough maiden race? It's so hard to know where to land here, right? Which further solidifies my decision to, to single smooth like straight in the first. I mean, look, here's a bunch of horses that you have all these first timers that have great work patterns. I've watched as many of these works are available. If you go on a website called xbtv.com, you can sign up for an, I think it's a free account. You can watch the works yourself. I know people download paid work commentary. I recommend you just start watching them yourself and start seeing what works for you and your handicapping angle. It doesn't take very long and uh, it's informative. The, man, I watched the works on this one horse. I don't really get why the horse is two to one on the morning line the horse was crashing into its workmate on the straightaway it was running super green it needed urging twice just to keep up with his work i mean it was just not the numbers look good right you see these gate works and he's coming in at 59 and change yeah okay this horse is ready to run and maybe maybe he is he picks up pratt which is a huge positive um, mccarthy does really well with first timers so there's all these positives but it's like that horse just looked green and, and recall and reload might be a monster, but I'm guessing it won't be for two or three more races. Um, so I, you know, this horse better be a monster for two to one for a horse. That's making its first start from the rail. Also, yeah. it's you better be a really tough trip. Yeah. Yeah. A two to one. I, I can't use it as an a, um, the horse, the first timer that I liked better was the five horse showtime um really impressive work hashtag epiglottal justice for papa mandela just want to throw that out there <laughs> um it's another you know mandela doesn't do that great with first time he says okay but the horse looked terrific in the works really just hammering down needed no urging head down ears prick wanted to run that's the kind of horse that i'm going to look for a horse cost a ton is a quarter million dollar horse um i tend to shy away from first time runners at santa anita uh a lot of times the trainers enter them here just to get some race experience under their belt um 
so I unfortunately once again landed on the chalk, which is the six. Uh, famous star who's run twice has put up really, really good and improving speed figs. Found the front or near the front, and I think third race off, sort of just going to figure it out and and might just put away the rest of them. It was up against some pretty big fields the last two times. Again, there's not a lot to go on here. And at nine to five, it's sort of difficult to think that that's a single. And so it, it isn't really a single. It's just, I don't know. The other horses didn't look great. I watched the work. So on, hard to single in this race. Yeah, so. I watched, I watched the works on the two horse. That's, you know, again, first four-year-old facing three-year-olds. Uh, it's a good angle. The, the works look good. And, and, the horse looks like a turf horse to me in the works. Um, picks up his legs really high. He's got a really turfy, really turfy action. I don't, I don't know why they keep running this horse on dirt. I think, you know, I'm not. Ron Ellis knows what he's doing. I'm going to leave it at that. But I, I think this horse might find its home on turf down the road, just based on the way that the horse runs. Just with, you know, by the way the horse looks. Uh, the Doug O'Neill Mario horse. I really didn't like the way it looked at all on the books, the three horse didn't look ready to race shot out of the gate and then almost immediately went three lengths behind his work made. And then it was like the rider was literally tapping on the horse, trying to get it to move. And it just didn't want to move. I, I'm going to watch that one. I'm not, I'm not using that anywhere on my tickets. Um, and then, yeah, that's, it's a pretty small field. There's not a lot, not a lot to go on here. So I think, I think with the six horse, it's probably going to make the front. I think the first timers are probably going to put up, for five of the six furlongs and then kind of fade. And I think the six is probably just going to be a really boring low odds winner at Santa Anita yet again. I, you know, I, I think, I think I've lost my goddamn mind, Dave. Um, I think that's the best way to phrase this because I'm going to toss all, I'm going to toss the first choice. I'm going to toss the second choice. I'm throwing a, throwing out recall and reload uh, for Sean McCarthy because of the rail draw for a first timer. Uh, I'm, throwing out the six famous star essentially just to be a contrarian dick. Uh, there's really no other way around it, except for, I know if I can get to this, get to this alive and get around those two horses that I, that I think that I've got a pretty strong chance of, uh, of hitting a pretty good score. So in lieu of those two, I will be using the two chaos reigns, which you men- mentioned for Ron Ellis. Uh, I'm going with Dougie's Fre- Dougie Fresh's first timer. Now that I've got, but uh, you know, a little bit of a, apprehension there thanks to to, to dave's uh workout uh breakdown and uh i'll be using the uh the five papa mandela who might be my favorite trainer uh the problem is he gets probably my least favorite jock on board with mike smith um the man who just lets the horse do what's in its friggin' heart mm-hmm. you know never moves his hands just lets the horse run it's really it's touching it should be a goddamn disney story but uh yeah uh i'm, I'm gonna try to get cute here just Corgis and sailor suits cute and go with the two uh, chaos range. The three still on the books and the five showtime. And now we move on to race nine, six and a half furlongs on probably the best turf course in the United States, the downhill turf. God, I love it. I'm so glad that it's back. It's a really interesting race. We're going six and a half. It is a $69,000 allowance race and it's for three-year-olds and upward which have never won 15,000 once other than maiden claiming starter or state bred or which have never won two races all right interesting race uh 
sometimes I feel like speed is the way to go uh, on this downhill turf. And then sometimes I feel like I'm really wrong because my speed gets passed by a closer. I need your expert West Coast wisdom. Dave, what do you think of this one? Yeah, it's a really interesting race. I love the downhill turf course. It's my favorite, my favorite course at Santa Anita and probably in all of racing. Super unique. And the angles that I use the most are horses that have done well running down the hill. It's not a course that that plays to sort of uh, new faces. You want to find a horse that likes it, does well on it. You know, the horses break from the gate, they run down a hill, then they take the only right turn in North American racing. And then there's this long sweeping left, and then they cross over the dirt track, which trips up a ton of horses. And then they have to sprint home uh, on the turf again. And it's a really unique kind of course. Four of these horses are coming out of this race against a horse called Burnin' Turf um, down the hill back in March. And they're terrible. All of them are terrible. And they ran terribly and none of them looked good. Um, the one who looked the best out of that race was Adair, who's a one for 18, you know, always runs from the furthest back, never quite seems to get there. Uh, a six-year-old facing all the four-year-olds you know i'm tossing a dare but that was the best that that race had to offer so you know you have new park coming out of that race you have a dare coming out of that race uh cali bay and king creek road all coming out of that race and they were all just awful and since my angle is you try to find horses that you know do well down the downhill court i'm tossing i'm either tossing or using them as a sort of defensive b i'm using new park i think as a defensive b because as you said sometimes a horse finds the front and everybody else leaves him alone and they just wire it and there's no there's no challenge it happened yesterday in the first race mike smith was on a horse and it wanted the front and nobody went with it despite it looking like there was a lot of speed in the pps this race also looks like there's a lot of early speed in the in the you know entered but who knows so i ended up Landing on Mubtada, the eight horse for Vladimir Sarin, who's on fire right now. Um, the horse did really, really well last time down the hill. Raced against this loaded horse called Air Force Red, who most people didn't see coming. Um, but then as soon as the race was over, everybody had it for some reason. I don't <laughs> know how that happens. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was like 15 or 20 to one on the morning line. And then uh, it just destroyed the field. It got to the front and never looked back. The speed fig didn't come back very fast on that. I was kind of surprised by that. But uh, Mubtada sort of came really, really close to passing, and then Air Force Red just found another gear and put the, the race to bed. But it was a good race. It was a, it was a solid performance, and I think something like that could very easily win this one. Um, New Park, the two horses, the other obvious speed, seems really distance limited. Now, New Park might have improved, uh, as a four-year-old, seems to have won the last couple of races, seems to be handling distance a little bit better, um, will probably make the front, uh, but the horse has a history of stopping. So um, I think Mubtada could probably sit just off and wait for New Park to get tired and just sort of zip past and win. Um, so that's one of my two top choices. Did you find that horse as well? Yeah, I actually, I think I might try to get cute and single, uh, move to da. Uh, the reason being that the horse has won before, uh, not on the lead, has been able to show a little bit of rate and a little bit of being able to sit back and just kind of 
you know, absorb the body blows of a horse that wants to go really fast on the front and let them do their thing and then kind of make their move around the second call with a little bit of a middle move and take over. So, yeah, I actually I, I like that horse quite a bit. Uh, it might be a, a a foolish single, but at the same time, I've actually I've I've spread out in a few places in this ticket. At some point, I have to get down to a single to make this thing economical enough to play even if it is a 20 cent minimum all i gotta say is the more horses you add the more expensive it gets as we like to say around the notorious otb mo money mo problems um yeah i i like it quite a bit uh to to go ahead and just kind of not necessarily steal it but just be that first run horse that yep. that is able to to pick yep. them off and then uh, if there's two dual, I think the, the three horse is super dangerous here. Lansdowne, uh, it's a D'Amato horse, picks up Irad. I don't know if Irad's ever raced down the hill before. And there is a certain amount of finesse in how you pilot. Uh, but I mean, Irad's super talented. I, I think uh, he's not going to be on the lead, so he can probably follow a few and be there. Um, I know the horse just broke his maiden. I know that's a super play against angle for a lot of people. I don't really mind it. This horse has been running sneaky good races and has just missed a few times. Uh, it's obviously improving. It's third off. I, you know, I trust D'Amato. And if he's got Irad out here to race it, that's, you sort of have to respect that. And then the morning line came out. It was three to one on the morning line, which is enormous respect for that horse. So there's sort of, that's one of those horses that I don't want to let beat me. Um, right. I, right. I, I don't know that it's worth three to one on the more. It's not a win bet for me, but I think I'm gonna have to use it as an A. Um, because if you know, if move to da and and new park link two, up, new park, yeah, man, this is Irad's gonna come zooming up on the on the back. The other horse I want to talk about uh, is the four horse at twenty to one. Sees get degrees. Uh, the trainer awesome Jonathan name. Long, yeah, awesome name. name. The jockey is actually doing really, really well, especially down the hill. Um, Jonathan Wong picks up this horse off a claim. The horse is training like crazy coming in. He's, he's been off for over, you know, for about a year um, coming in from the East Coast. But the, the works are awesome on this horse. Wong knows exactly what he's doing. He seems to always place his horses in the best possible positions. Um uh, at 20 to one, this is a win bet. And this horse is sneaky dangerous. This is the second to last leg in the pick six. If you're still alive and you hit on a 20 to one, you're going to see some big, big numbers on the will pay. Um, it's a uh, keep your eye on this horse. I, I think this horse could be super dangerous in this race. And then when it came out at 20 to one, I was just like, yep. Okay. That's going on the ticket. Yeah. So I went leaned in to move to da as my asshole single. Dave's got a few plays, but according to Dave, keep your eyes out for C's get degrees. The 20 to one shot for Jonathan Wong with Ricardo Gonzalez up could be, could be just a bomb, just an absolute bomb there in the card. I, I like that. I like having the eye open on that one. Uh, and I also like the horse shipping back from the East. A lot of people have the theory that maybe, you know, East coast, E, sorry, eastern part of the United States, uh, turf horses kind of have a leg up on, uh, on uh, you know, Southern California turf horses. We shall see. We shall see what C's get degrees. And we've got one race left. But before we get to that, we're going to break and we will be right back. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. 
to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting 9 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Notorious OTB. We're in the money leg, the leg that matters the most-ish, I guess. They all matter. All six matter, of course. But (laughs) if you're live going into this last leg, it's the leg that matters the most-ish. So it is the mile and eighth gamely stakes, a grade one, $400,000 purse for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and upwards. Man, these mile and eighth races on the turf at Santa Anita always go way faster on the front than I would ever imagine that they would. There seems to be a pretty good amount of early pace, maybe not a whole lot of definite need the lead types, but still enough to, to get up there and make it a little contentious on the front. Did you see this as a race that was just made for a closer or do you want someone that's a Fordly placed? Uh, I first off, this is not a grade one field. This no, it's is not. such a weak. There are two horses in this race that have won grade one races. Yeah. And those same it's two like horses. It's like a Vizio, you know, like a Vizio oh, television would yeah. be the best way to, to say Sony, this. Sony Guts. Uh, this thing, oh man, those same two horses have won grade twos. Nobody else in the field has done anything more than winning grade threes. So this, I mean, this is a really poor showing for a grade one race. Um, I love going global i she is a freak she is a perfect five for five at santa anita a perfect three for three at the distance every race she's run since she's come to the states 18 months ago has been flawless um i mean you can toss the american oaks too bad because it got rained out and they just sort of you know they kept her in the gate i guess for posterity i'm not really sure why she didn't 
even really finish the race to toss that race. And she's lost by a neck to Madone who freaked that day and has never run back to that level again. Um, so going globals, like had seven really dominant races, um, really dominant wins, hasn't shown any weaknesses. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. So her speed figs don't jump off the page. She just kind of moves past everybody else and wins, but what more could you ask for in a horse? I mean, she, she's just unbelievably dependable. Um, it's, it's one of those things that you hear handicappers say and you're like, okay, that's great. But how do I quantify this horse has a ton of heart. The horse has a ton of heart. It just has the will to win, which there, I mean, you can't quantify it, but some horses have it and some horses just don't. It's just not sexy at the window. Cause you're getting eight to five morning line. It'll probably be less than that. You know, you're going to get a significantly fractional payout when that horse wins in the final, but Hey, you're going to have a pick six winner if you have that horse on your ticket. The other horse that I'm interested in is going to Vegas. Uh, the one horse with Irad up for D'Amato. Again, you got to assume this is the race that D'Amato said to Irad, hey, I need you to come out and, and ride this horse for me. Um, one a grade one, one a grade two, one a grade three. This horse is great. A horse is going to find the front, which is Santa Anita is a, a pretty solid tactic for these roots, these turf roots. They do play to speed. Um, I agree with you. I think there's a couple of horses that could go, but the, it's not a big field. It's not as if these horses are really going to duel and tire each other out. I think going to Vegas is probably going to get on the front, have a couple of horses right behind, including probably global. Um, and then it's just going to be a foot race to the end. And it's going to be a matter of who, who can find that extra little kick. Um, it is not sexy, but I am, I am singling going global uh, as my lone A and going to Vegas as my lone B. Uh, so I'll include going to Vegas on a couple of tickets. You know, yeah, canoodling could show up. Uh, Ocean Road is sort of a mystery and could show up if the pace does get hot. That's the three and the four horse. I don't mind uh, Neige Blanche at all. It's a grade three winner. Horse seems very to nice that. French pronunciation, by the way. Ooh, la la. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Man, these just they don't stack up. These aren't grad one horses, man. These are these are sort of also rans. So yeah. 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 I so I, I'm gonna I go in globals the horse that, that Pratt came to ride this weekend. I, yeah. I'm pretty certain. I, yeah. I, I I'm I'm with you. It's a strong A, it's a solid A. Uh, I, I, I like to preach the ABC tickets. I usually end up just playing one ticket though. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is probably going to be back. I'm going to go back to back singles to end this thing. And, and it's going to be going global. I don't think going global uh, is going, is facing anybody who's necessarily, I feel like of the same caliber. And uh, like you said, just ran lights out uh, to win a grade two uh, immediately after coming off of the, uh, the American Oaks that was rained off of turf. Uh, a lot of good names in that American Oaks too. So it made sense that, you know, with the, with the surface change, I mean, the, that the horse would be able to, uh, or that, that, you know, the horse would underperform. So yeah, I, I really like the Phil D'Amato's horse uh, going global and we'll play it straight up as a single. I'm going to use Flavian Flav Pratt and just trust that this is the horse that he came in to ride. Um, does that scare me in a single? Of course uh, you always, you know, you always want to just like be as, as spread out as possible. Uh, whenever you get to that last leg, you know, you want to have as many outs as you can. Uh, but I mean, 
at this point, I, I've used every horse under the sun for every other leg, so I might as well get skinny somewhere and just funnel shape this pick six and end with two straight singles. Look, you'll never regret picking the winner. Wisdom. This is why I keep this man around, this sort of wisdom. <laughs> so that is it for the pick six Memorial Day. I hope you're drinking beer out of American flag colored cans. I hope you're eating hot dogs. And I hope you're putting your pool, your money into this pool so I may winneth it in this pick six. Dave, thank you so much for joining us here on the Notorious OTB. Episode pleasure, eight feels like a milestone. I think it's a milestone because I got writer Dave in here with me. Uh, I, I wanted to be on episode eight because nobody thought you'd make it this far. We, you know, I thought I was making a promise I'd never have to make good on, but that's the me, loving man. encouragement that I'm used Rolling. to getting from Rolling. Dave. So I'll be on episode 64. How's that? I'll, I'll come out for 64. That works. We'll just square root you every single time <laughs> and we'll see if the show makes it that long. Exactly. Exactly. So. Dave, thank you so much for joining me. Do you have big plans for the Memorial Day holiday, taking the, the kiddos to do anything fun? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun, a little outdoor fun. Nice. Nice. My kids just got the kiddie pool in the back. It's just straight Arkansas style over Perfect. here, man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining us on the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will see you next week. Maybe we'll do a little postmortem of this pick six, and uh, we will see you later. We're out.